Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what is community and what that can mean to uh, your program and how you can utilize uh, community for accountability and the like. So uh, we can start uh, with, do you want to start, Bonnie, talking about your uh, experience with community in the Bright Line eating Mm -hmm. community? So the first entrance into the community for me was the Facebook group. Once you become a member of Brightline Eating, um, you can join the, you are, you know, welcomed into the Facebook group, which is a closed group just for people Mm -hmm. in the program, which is nice because you're talking about your body and your weight and some very personal things. And it's a nice community in the sense that everyone's kind of on the same journey. Everyone's pretty kind in that community. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first joined Brightline Eating, there were separate communities for people in each wave of a boot camp. So you were actually oh. in a small group of people that were just in your wave. Your cohort. Um, now it's a it's everybody all in one. So they've been combined all yeah. into one. So it feels a little less personal, but you do mm-hmm. see some of the same people posting again and again. Um, I think it's 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 a place where people can provide a lot of support because there's so many people in that Facebook group. I like mm-hmm. when I see somebody that's having a vulnerable moment. They're like, I'm really having a hard day. I need, I just need to let everybody know yeah. for, for my own accountability. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to get through this day and, you know, lots of people hop on and give love and support and say nice things. Sometimes people can get a little, um, preachy, uh-huh. preachy, uh-huh. or preachy. I worked up about like, you know, <laughs> somebody men- accidentally mentions a food and Unfortunately, that can be very triggering for some people in a very bad place of addiction. So you need to be careful. But that was my first um, experience with the with the bright line eating community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And you you would I know I know just because I know you that you have gone deeper and that there was a community in person community that you got involved with. Yeah. Through the bright line eating community, you can actually find people in your area who are on, mm-hmm. in the Brightline Eating Program, which is cool. And a person in my community set up an, a meetup group, um, you know, with the Brightline community that lives mm-hmm. in my, my town. Mm-hmm. And so we started trying to meet, you know, on Friday mornings, like at 9 o'clock. And initially there was like five or six people, which is kind of amazing because we were mm-hmm. a really small community. So the fact that that many people were in Brightline and he did the call right, we're here. and it was really kind of cool. Um, the, the, the challenging part was I would say myself and one other person were really working the program and the other people were kind of doing it on the periphery. And so, uh, you know, we're kind of, uh, so different levels of dedication. Yeah. And that made them really uncomfortable, right. Oh, to be right. around us, uh, talking about how we were working it really closely that made them really uncomfortable. And then they started not coming and it, it ended up just being me and this one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we went from once a week and then, you know, work, I still work, uh, that, that, that other person is retired, but does some work and some of the other people travel and it just kind of like fell apart. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, I, I found like, I found that I get something out of it if I'm having a 
strong day that I feel mm-hmm. like I can be supportive of someone else. And if I'm having a challenging day, being in the presence of someone else who's having a better time of it than I am was nice. And we had mm-hmm. that one other person and I had multiple of those experiences. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a benefit that I have somebody at home that's also doing bright line. I have right. you guys. So I also have this community, right? Just this community right. of friends and family. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't have anyone else in their life doing this. So it's just crucial uh, to, to connect with somebody, but yeah. yeah. So I would like to have more of physical community, uh, you know, not just my friend circle, right. um, to meet with, but I, you know, I think given my geographic limitations, that might be challenging yeah. right? at least in person. So, so it's that idea of kind of the, the different layers and different levels, right? Whether that's the in-person, whether it's the friend group that does it with you or whether it's the, you know, the, the, the virtual support group. Yeah. What about you, Megan? Yeah. What, tell me, tell me about your, your well, walk. I think that I just, I've been thinking about this a lot, the community aspect of, um, Brightline because I've been going back through the boot camps, and so, okay. um, they just put out a new boot camp 2.0. So as a member, I have access to that and I just thought, Oh, it'd be nice to kind of go back through a refresher. Um, mm-hmm. I did go through boot camp, you know, or bright beginnings, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, um, in December and January, but, uh, I decided to go back through. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is Susan does put out there that, you know, uh, there are these places that you can put a call out for community and put a call mm-hmm. out for buddy and put a call out for a mastermind group and all this kind of stuff. But I will say from my experience, it's not that easy. <laughs> and so tell me what you mean by it's not that easy. So I think finding people, and I think it's a lot like what Bonnie was talking about, is like finding like-minded people who um, you connect with on a mm-hmm. level um, of sincerity and dedication to the program. Yeah, depth is what yeah, I was thinking of. Absolutely. And I think that that, is, that can be a struggle. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing is, is that I think some people are isolated and maybe looking for, um, you know, just companionship or friendship and, and maybe not as interested in mm-hmm. the program work, whereas other people, and right. I being one of them, is my, my intent was for finding people that were as dedicated to the program as myself to mm-hmm. really be accountable to, because that's what I was looking for in the community is I was looking for accountability. So I, you know, I've thankfully found that. I mean, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel good about that, but I do think that, um, it's not just as easy as, oh, just put a call out and you're going to find somebody. Right. That not, maybe not all bright liners are created equal. Yeah. I don't even say that. I just think it's where people come from. I think it's mm-hmm. what they're coming from and what they're bringing. I mean, you know, a lot of us are coming from trauma and, yes. you know, we're bringing that to the table and whatever baggage that looks mm-hmm. like. And so I think, you know, mm-hmm. that's a big piece of the puzzle is mm-hmm. maybe finding people that have like... <laughs> That's, this is going to sound horrible, but have like, like trauma or like, like baggage. So that but you... also like people that are willing to people that are working on their trauma, right? Because some people, yeah. they want community. They want to connect with people and mm-hmm. then just dump their trauma onto the rest of the group right. and not do the work themselves and not actually engage in the program. Yeah. So it, it just ends up being a really unhealthy uh, unhealthy thing for everybody because that person's right. basically using the group to avoid and deflect needing to do their work. Sure. And then the group while is full of people also with their own struggles now feeling guilt or like they have to carry this person. That they're right? carrying that person. And so, trauma. yeah, I think you have to find people, like you said, that are the same depth that are at the same place. Um, I mean, if you, if you're just somebody that wants companionship and somebody to dump your trauma on then mm-hmm. find some other people that are in that boat too. And, and, you know, 
and maybe you need to work through that for a certain period of time until you're ready to really engage in the program. And I mean, we're all at a different yeah. place at a different time, right? The, the analogy that I use is that it's like climbing a mountain, right? And if you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready to go, I, I want to work this program, I want to work it hard and deep and look at all the facets of that, you, you are actively climbing the mountain. And some people start climbing the mountain and go, this is really hard. I don't know that I can do this. And they will kind of sit down on the mountain. And it is really difficult to be the person that is that is really busy trying to climb the mountain. Yeah. And the other person may be saying, you know, I, 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 I want to climb the mountain, but, you know, I can't. I'm yeah. not ready to. Or they're just at a place where they need to sit down. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, Absolutely. I need to sit down yep. for a little bit. I can't prog- progress up the mountain, you know, as fast as you are. Um, but that could make it difficult to have maybe an accountability partner, right? A bright line partner that is, that is not, um, really ready to, to be climbing up the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're meeting with people, um, I know that the BLE program provides a structure for mastermind Mm -hmm. groups is what they call them. Mm -hmm. If you have a group of people you're meeting with and it should start with people, everybody giving a gratitude, saying something good that's happened, something Mm -hmm. they're grateful for. Um, talking about a win that they've had, Mm -hmm. celebrating a win, and then kind of working through how they are going to address their challenges for the week. It should not devolve into a talking about food that you've eaten Mm -hmm. off plan, Yeah, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. in front of people that are trying to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know what, you know, the AA program is like, and I think eventually in our in our podcast, we should bring someone in. Yeah. I would love to talk to someone that has battled both food and alcohol addiction. Right. Um, but I'm going to guess it's kind of the same thing. If you go to an AA meeting, I don't think they want people, you know, going on about their binges right. and how much fun they were. So, right. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think you want to talk about what you're going to do, right. What you're going to do to try to prevent that from happening again. Perfectly okay to admit, man, I had a problem and I fell off the wagon, but, um, but I, I'm here for support, you know, and I don't want to do that again. Um, I know like in, I think in Megan's group and in the one I was into in my local community, you know, I had somebody talking about, well, but I ate this and it's okay. Cause yeah. I've just decided that's oh, okay for me. I'm going to rationalize like, why I did like, that. Like, you know, you're having a group discussion with people who are trying to basically remain sober about how you've right. made some exceptions and those are great for you. So you're looking for some right. validation for that. Yeah. Right. To, to, and so that idea of what happens if there are people in your group that are, that are making excuses, rationalizations, right. Um, or even kind of hyper-focusing, like, you know, one of the favorite, one of my terms I love is called cows crisis of the week. You know, I, it's so easy to sit and talk about my crisis of the week and hyper fixate on that as opposed to saying, right, great. I did this thing. Now, what would I like to do about it? Yeah. Right. And that's a concept called radical acceptance. I'm, I'm, I don't need to sit and hyper fixate on the mistake that I made, the thing that I did that I would prefer have to not done, but the deeper meaning of, so now what do I do about that? How do I not do that again? And so getting away from getting, got to get away from the cows. Yeah. You need your community to be (laughs) people who are Robin (laughs) dropping truth bombs over here. (laughs) So Megan, I know you had uh, an experience with a group that wasn't all a good fit. How do you recommend, you know, I think, you know, what Susan says is not Mm -hmm. about idea in the sense that I don't know, let's say it's not, no, somebody doesn't have the 
beautiful thing that we have, which is to have this whole group of us that are already yeah. doing this yeah. together in person, right? You're doing this alone. You don't have support at home. No one at home's doing it. Right. right. So you do, you pitch out to the Facebook group and you say, Hey, I live in this area. I'm hoping to find a mastermind group. And then people do kind of hop on. So then you start to form a little group. Yeah. You know, what are ways that you can set boundaries up front? What do you do if somebody is falling outside the parameters mm-hmm. of what the group has decided they want to, mm-hmm. you know, function as that yeah. type of thing? Actually, I think Susan does a great job of outlining a lot of this. She, um, goes through, you know, and, and there is a guideline for the mastermind group specifically, um, which you can follow as a one-on-one, like you don't have to just use it for a group of people. You could do it. And if you had a one-on-one relationship too, but I think the biggest thing is, yeah, following, following a plan and making sure that you set mm-hmm. forth that these are the intentions of, we are going to do the, you know, we are going to give the time allotted. I mean, my mastermind group has been meeting for months and we still use a timer for people's share time. Oh, like we I set the that. timer because, Perfect. and most of the time, I mean, like, <laughs> I know that I'm hearing some giggles in the audience from my mastermind group. It's mm-hmm. because we don't have enough to talk about to fill the space, but we want to make sure that everybody has the same amount of time yeah. and the same amount of space. And I think that that's really important is that these relationships um, in this community are two-sided relationships and that no mm-hmm. one should feel like they're carrying somebody else. And not that there won't be times that someone is struggling and that the other person sure. or the other people will need to help lift them up, but that has to be mutual and that you also feel mm-hmm. like you can't you know, you can have a hard time and then share that with your group and be lifted up. So So it is, Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure. But I think that that is the, that's the special sauce. That's the magic of being part of this community and finding people who you feel like you can be that vulnerable, vulnerable with. And I just want to say, I don't think it's easy. Like, I don't think it's easy. And I want to say it again. I don't think it's easy. And anybody who's struggling to find community, um, I'm, I'm with you. Like I get it. And I just don't want you to feel like you're failing because you're struggling to find the people because it's not just a simple overnight solution. I think sometimes mm-hmm. you got to try on, it's like dating. Yep. Like Robin and I were talking yep. about this earlier. It's like dating. You kind of got to try some people yeah. out, yep. see how they feel. But I think the other things to remember is if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Right. Like we can't, we can't continue to push into a relationship that's not working for us. That's not serving mm-hmm. us because again, like these, this is, this is our lives we're talking about. This is, you know, for me, you know, my health and my life was on the line for me succeeding mm-hmm. in this program and mm-hmm. continuing to succeed in this program. So I think for me, I was very dedicated to finding the group of people that were going to serve me really well. And I will just, I just want to say that the Brightline Eating Program does have the Facebook group and it has the circles on the website, on the hub. So it's got those two things. But I want you to mm-hmm. know there's a big BLE community on other social media platforms. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just there. And I think that it is not as uh, organized as right. what's on you know, Facebook and um, and on the hub, but not that it can't be and not that it won't be. Cause I feel like it's work, you know, there's traction being gained in that organization. But, uh, you know, I've had someone reach out to me specifically on Instagram and say, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a guide, you know, could you, would you, you know, be willing? And so I think that there are other, so, you know, Instagram, TikTok. that's why I started my Instagram and my TikTok, right. because I felt like there wasn't a community there and I wanted to find that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a I'm not young, but I'm, you know, younger, um, uh, you know, skew on the younger side of the BLE community that 
that's where people more my age are living is on those other apps. And so I personally wanted to make the jump off of Facebook onto the other apps to, to make, cause if we live in a virtual world, I mean, like, let's be honest, yeah. like there's not, right. I mean, there might be people around me, but like I live in a virtual world. So, well, and so do you want to take this moment to mention what you sort of people that have maybe found us just through the podcast or through Facebook? Yeah. Do you want to mention like who, who we are on yeah, sure. Insta? Yeah, for sure. So like we have, um, we, so Robin has a, uh, her counseling, um, practice. Instagram practice, uh, two creeks, two Cou- creeks counseling, two creeks counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, we have on the bright line podcast is an mm-hmm. Instagram account. It is a, we have a TikTok. we have a Wait. YouTube, we have all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a, a BLE focused, um, Instagram account and TikTok account. It's uh, BLE Megan for life, the number four. So if you're looking for us, and then Bonnie's our social media enigma. So um, we love her. She's the mystery. Um, We love her, but she doesn't have to be active on socials if she doesn't want to. But I do. But I do think it's important to know that, like, I'm not alone. Um, you know, out there on the BLE, someone who has a BLE focused Instagram slash TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are others out there, and if that is your jam. If you like to live on those and that's where you find encouragement, I would, I would, there's, there's a couple of hashtags that I think are really important. Um, the, on Instagram, it's the BLE gram fam. That's the hashtag. Mm-hmm. And if you ha- if you search that hashtag, you'll find, you'll find the people that's where the people are. So, mm-hmm. um, if that's, you know, and, and there's not as, it's not as significant on TikTok yet. Um, that's still, it's still a growing community, but you know, mm-hmm. that's just, just to let everybody know that. There's, there are communities out there that are outside of the, the structured ones through BLE. And I'm not saying that those are bad. I don't think that they're bad. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. make it sound like that. But I just think there's a big world out there. And um, you got to find people where you, where you connect. And if that's where you connect, if you're connecting on, you know, social, mm-hmm. you know, go find those people on the social. So. Well, I feel like I use, I look at Facebook. It's funny because I don't use Facebook for anything else really other than BLE. And I look at Facebook right. once, once or twice a day. And I just look to see other people's stories to offer encouragement mm-hmm. to, you know, I don't post very much, but I comment on some people's things. And I, you know, I basically, I think of that as a service and it also keeps me it just mm-hmm. keeps me mindful that I'm doing this all, I'm doing this forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, this is my life. And so it keeps me kind of immersed in that. And I right. think that, and, and because it's sanctioned by BLE, it's monitored. And yep. so it, it mm-hmm. does help control, um, you know, people giving weird advice or, you know, it's, right. it, it kind of keeps and it, people promoting their own stuff. Yes. There's I no, mean, yeah, there's right. no, yeah, it's nice. Cause it's just people talking about their stories. And so that's how I use the Facebook group, you know, and then the other social media, is more for maybe more direct connection, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I, def- you know, I definitely think there's different ways to do it. I think the bottom line is there's a lot of different ways to access community. I think community is critically important to anybody doing BLE, whatever yeah. that looks like mm-hmm. to you, whether yes. it is one other person or a group. Um, and, and I think you also need to be picky and careful about who you're keeping close to you in your community. And if it's right. not working, gently and kindly just say, you know, it looks like we're in a different place on our journey and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I need to connect with people who are right where I am and I don't want to hold you back or push you forward mm-hmm. before you're ready. I mean, I think that's the, that would be the hardest thing is, yeah. is, is, you know, editing your community, uh, to make sure it serves you right. and yeah. the other persons. Um, and so, and don't, don't, I think when you come from trauma, you can be a people pleaser. Yes. And so I think that probably is the hardest thing if you're afraid yeah. to make connections because you're afraid they're going to be harmful because in your past they have mm-hmm. been. Yeah. And it means you'll also have to have an uncomfortable conversation of disconnecting with someone who does not serve your needs Mm -hmm. and you don't serve their needs. 
And so I think that's the hard, hard part. Yeah. Like finding people, mm-hmm. they're out there through all the ways we said, but you know, don't let fear of having to have a difficult conversation or fear of it not working out dissuade you. Right. You know, like, like Megan said, I think it's like dating. You got to try on some different people, right. you know, <laughs> until you find the people that resonate with you that are in the same place you are. Like you might find someone that's so compatible with you, but the reality is they're just in a different place. Exactly. In their journey. But I would also say, don't be, also don't be hesitant to be willing to hear maybe some gentle confrontation, right? So if you are in the group and maybe you have been making some excuses about, well, I ate this, but it was okay because, right? That maybe one of the best things that you could be willing to do is to Mm. sit and hear some uncomfortable, gentle confrontation from your fellow group members, right? Saying, hey, hey, I'm going to point out right? That maybe, you know, what I hear from you is X, Y, Z. And the willingness to hear that, the willingness to confront maybe the things that are becoming your own barriers, right? Because if you've been part of, you know, five different, five different mastermind groups and every single time, right, you're, you're leaving because, uh, you know, you, you feel like people are, are confronting about your behavior. Okay. Maybe it's time to look within and say, okay, you know, what, I've, I've had five different conversations like this. Maybe it's time for me to be willing to look within and say, is it me? Yeah. yeah. I think the reality is, is that everybody's on their own journey. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is on their own journey. Right. And I'm not here to judge anybody else's journey. Yep. But I, in, in this program, and this is my life, it has to serve me. Yeah. And I think that that's, and I think that 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 might sound super selfish to some people and that's okay. Like I'm in a place where I'm okay with it. It's not selfish. Yeah. (laughs) But I think as women, that's the term we always go to and it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with saying, well, and you want everyone in your group to feel that way. Yeah. That's the thing. If everyone in your group feels that way, like this needs to serve me and it needs to serve you and it needs to serve you. And if it's not serving each of us individually and collaboratively, then it's not a good group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Any uh, any more thoughts on that, Robin, about community or? I really see community as the key, right? I think in, in one of our previous episodes, we had kind of talked about the rat park, right? The, 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 the happy place, the happy place that you, that you build for yourself, right? I, I use the term, you know, build your forest. You've got to kind of build your happy, peaceful place. And a really successful, supportive community is a huge element of that rat park. We are, we are human beings. We are all about attachment and connection. And so a place where you have connection with people that feel like, like Bonnie had named people that feel safe, right? That it feels safe for me to be vulnerable. Maybe that means it also feels safe for me to, to gently confront someone that I really care about. Um, I, I think that that's, that's key. And I, I don't think we can, we can, um, you know, toot that horn enough about community and connection. Yeah. Enough that we decided to do another podcast. There we go. <laughs> uh, thanks guys so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.